0: The following program presents principles designed to promote good health and is not intended to take the place of personalised professional care. The opinions and ideas expressed are those of the speakers. Viewers are encouraged to draw their own conclusions about the information presented.
1: Welcome to Healthy Living. I'm your host, Margot Marshall. Diabetes is one of the 10 leading causes of death in the world and it's emerging as a global epidemic. Are you at risk? And is there anything you can do about it? Stay tuned for the good news.
0: Healthy Living is a 13-part production of 3ABN Australia Television, focusing on the health of the whole person, body, mind and spirit. You'll learn natural lifestyle principles with practical health solutions
2: for overall good health.
1: in the studio today, I have uh, Dr. John Clark and Jennifer Skews, who is a health psychologist. So welcome, John. Welcome, Jennifer. Thank Thank you you. to the program. John, you have an amazing story of someone recovering from type 2 diabetes, and I'd love you to lead out with that story. Mm.
2: Yes, indeed. And type 2 diabetes affects so many people. Uh, this is a story about somebody who had it for 30 years oh
1: my goodness.
2: and actually overcame it. But uh, in case a few of our viewers don't uh, know what uh, the diabetes is all about, it comes in two types. Type 1 is when your pancreas quits working mm-hmm. and type 2 is when you become insulin resistant. Okay. Your body won't respond mm-hmm. to the insulin. Sure. So we'll be talking about a type 2 diabetic. I came into contact with him when he'd been in the hospital for three months. He was in and out of the ICU. Mm -hmm. He had foot ulcers. ICU? Uh,
1: Intensive care unit?
2: Intensive care unit.
1: That sounds pretty bad. Mm. Yes. Very (laughs) very Understatement, yes.
2: On different drugs. And and so then uh, when they wanted to take him to surgery, he was too sick. But he had foot ulcers for which he needed surgery. And the whole department in the hospital was worried about him. They finally uh, gave up on doing surgery, got him well enough to send home. And he had to come back to the hospital or to the dialysis unit three times a week for dialysis. Wow! So here's a man with a 30-year history of diabetes. He's got kidney failure and he's got foot ulcers for which they want to amputate part of his feet.
1: So they're complications of diabetes, aren't they? The the, um, kidney failure and... And the foot ulcers?
2: Very common complications. Uh, Foot ulcers are the number one cause of amputations, at least in America. Mm. And so I went to visit this gentleman in his home. Mm -hmm. And I sat down with him and I asked him all kinds of questions that I knew could be related to his disease about what he ate, Mm -hmm. like for breakfast, lunch and supper. How much water he drank? What's
1: this supper? <laughs> we oh, call yes. it tea. Yeah,
2: tea,
1: <laughs> that's right, tea. Okay. <laughs> and yeah, uh, in Australia, if we say supper, that's what you have after tea. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So anyway, we just clear that one up.
2: Yes, yeah, there's tea, and uh, and he was uh, definitely doing some things that can could could be contributing to his disease. Okay. Well, then I sat down and gave him a program based on the original diet from the Genesis uh, Mm -hmm. account about good uh, fruits and vegetables, nuts and seeds. We had him drinking more water, had him doing exercise. You might wonder how can a guy with foot ulcers exercise. I was wondering
0: that, Uh, yes. How did he do Uh, that?
2: He had special shoes made for his feet, and he also had some walking aids like a walker. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, he took the program seriously. He realized he could die. I mean, there were people in his church that were praying for him, thinking the next thing they're going to be doing is attending his funeral. Wow. And in fact, when they went to visit him in the hospital, they said he was like he had Alzheimer's. They didn't he didn't recognize him. Truly. He was just really in oh bad goodness, shape. That
0: is that's really So it took him to get to the point of death before he would do anything about it. Prior to that, his lifestyle was not conducive to treating diabetes.
2: That's right. Mm. So
0: did he know some of, some of this advice that you
1: gave him? Was he aware of that before you saw him or, and just not doing it? Or- you
2: know, he knew a lot more than he was practicing.
1: Okay. <laughs> but look, isn't that true of us all? You know, we know better than we do. I, I, think, I think that's a pretty fair comment.
2: It is. But, it's yeah. like a balance between what I'd really want to do if yeah. I just went all abandoned out and did it, and what I know is yeah. really healthy for me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I remember a comment once. Some people change their ways when they see the light, and others only when they feel the heat. <laughs> and, a lot of people and, wait for the heat. And outside. I guess that's yeah. what happened in his case. But go on, tell us, tell us what happened there.
2: And so the heat was on. I mean, he's uh, on dialysis, and uh, there's, uh, they told him he would never get off of dialysis. Tell
1: us what dialysis is, John.
2: When your kidneys fail, your kidneys are sort of like built-in dialysis machines. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so they make a machine outside your body to take your blood out. They literally stick needles in your arm, take the blood out, run it through a machine that mm-hmm. purifies it, mm-hmm. and then run it back into your body. And so three times a week for three to four hours, he'll sit there and let his blood go through a machine and come back. Mm
0: -hmm. That must be incredibly stressful. I mean, Mm -hmm. the stress of having diabetes, being at that point and his family would have been really stressed, then having to go and have all this done. I mean, just to have your blood removed and that. So that would have not helped the diabetes in the sense of stress Mm -hmm. is a problem.
2: Mm. That's true.
0: So That's he's, true.
1: he's gone home now and he's having this dialysis three times a week and taking up about half a day of his life three times a week and, he, and his family. Yeah, go on. So.
2: And so we put him on a program with foods good for the kidneys, mm-hmm. drinking a lot more water than the dialysis people said he should be drinking okay. and exercising periodically through the day, not just one big marathon to see how far he could walk, but little walks okay. periodically Little times to use his upper body strength for doing things. And uh, so he took the program seriously. Six weeks later, he came to his church group and he said, I have a testimony. He raised <laughs> his hand. And they, they were glad to hear from him. And he, he said, I, I've said goodbye to three things. Okay. He said, Number one, I've said goodbye to diabetes. Hmm.
1: Six I, weeks.
2: Six weeks. Yeah, that's He's amazing. had it 30 years. <laughs> 30 years. And he was
1: ready six to weeks. die. From complications, and in six weeks,
0: he said goodbye to it.
2: He was no longer on insulin, no longer on drugs. Oh,
0: and not on dialysis, I presume.
2: Well, dialysis was uh, the next thing. Yeah. He was, uh, then he said, I've, I've lost 20 kilos. Wow. He wasn't so sure about that. He, he sort of felt like he'd like to weigh more. <laughs> well, he wasn't, uh, you know, overly thin or anything, okay. but uh, he sort of gave a funny comment on that. Well, I guess I didn't need it.
0: Uh, most people want to lose more, <laughs> not weigh more.
2: Yeah. Uh, and then he said number three. They've told me I don't have to come back to dialysis anymore. My kidneys are functioning normally.
0: Isn't that amazing? That
1: is just yeah. incredible. Yeah. So That's those three story. things were what helped him. We, we might get a little bit more information from you in, in shortly about exactly what you got him eating and, and so on. Mm-hmm. But, Jenny, um, is there anything else? You're a, you're a health psychologist, mm-hmm. Jennifer. And um, is there anything else that might have contributed to
0: his... Well, stress is a huge factor. Yeah. In fact, they're saying about 90% of these types of illnesses are stress-related and it's it, it, and, and lifestyle, of course. But when you stress, your body is full of adrenaline and cortisol. It's revving the engine constantly. It means the kidneys are doing overtime. The insulin production is being stressed. Mm-hmm. So um, there's a lot that causes the kidneys to be impacted that way and it wouldn't have been just stress in a short time this would have been prolonged long-term stress and then you combine that with diet and lack of exercise not enough fluids in the system and they've got physiological stresses as well as your psychological stress yes and that's interesting mm.
1: isn't it because mm. it's not mm. just I mean all of those things that you mentioned are very powerful but mm. there's more to it and that
0: ninety percent has been intrigued. Oh, it's huge! Yeah. You say that ninety percent mm-hmm. of of life of illnesses are lifestyle and stress related. Wow. If you have a look at your cancers, your diabetes, you know, all of these illnesses. Mm. Um, can be prevented by people doing stress management and changing their lifestyle. Well, I do the stress management. John changes the lifestyle. Yeah. well, You're a good, good yeah. combination. We, are, yeah. And yeah. we, and we that's, do work well together.
1: That's, yeah. that's really great. And it's wonderful to have both of you here mm. so that we can get the input from both of you because you're both experts in your field. Mm. Let's go back to you, John, and just maybe give us a little bit more information about exactly what it was Um in terms of, in terms of uh, what you asked Dr. Faz to st- uh, Pastor Faz to start eating or not eating, <laughs> as the case may be, what, what were the changes that uh, he made?
2: We especially asked him to lay off of oils. We're talking fats in the diet. Anything that came from a bottle, like corn oil or olive oil or coconut oil, The oils tend to cause the cells to fill up quickly with calories, Mm. and then they're resistant to having sugar pushed into them, and the person ends up with high blood sugar, diabetes. Uh And so we asked him not to eat any refined foods, including oils, but the other refined foods that we wanted him to avoid was any refined grains. Now, in the plant... Such as... um what would they be? What would white flour? Yeah, the white flour. Yeah, the white yes, white flour, white pasta, white rice, mm-hmm.
1: cookies mm-hmm. and cakes, and box cereals. <laughs> yeah, and, and all the oh, yeah. all that stuff people uh. really like.
2: And so we have this uh, this patient who's wanting to stay off of these things because we want to make sure he gets the fiber. And if you have the fiber, then the fiber has the minerals. And the minerals are what the diabetic needs like magnesium and chromium to help fight the insulin resistance. It takes chromium to get the sugar into the cells. Okay. So we can't have him eating food that's depleted of important minerals.
1: No. Before you go on I think we've got a photo of of uh, Pastor Faz. Might be nice if we would have a look at that and you can this is when he's starting to get a bit better, I believe, in covering, so he's looking pretty good. Oh there we go. Look this at is that.
2: about three months after he was into the program three And he was coming right. to church with no walking that, aid. That, 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 which that. is amazing. And uh, yes, yeah. and he continued to improve dramatically even after this.
1: Even after that. So he had already said goodbye to diabetes and dialysis
0: and some weight and and he continued to improve that's that's beautiful see one of the other problems with something like diabetes is to do with the blood sugar levels and with with the diabetes the blood sugar levels can shoot up but they can also drop right down yes and when psychologically or emotionally when that happens it's a roller coaster emotionally Mm. and your stress levels go up and down at the same time and it actually mimics like a bipolar effect so that means someone whose blood sugars are going up and down all the time it's like they experience that heightened mania they're on a high or that low depression right. so it, it does impact mm. uh, the psychology of the person and how they function and often what I do with my clients is check with them you know and they're coming in and their moods all over the place and often a psychiatrist will diagnose them with bipolar disorder oh, in actual fact it's <sighs> Sugar, blood sugar related that, or stress related. It's amazing. That's
1: incredible. Yeah.
0: So you'd be getting treated yes. for yes. the wrong disease, and that means you're going to prevent the diabetes. So I get them. I work with some of John's principles yeah. in that sense yeah. of getting them to monitor their diet, get rid of sugars in their diet and mm. refined foods, and the the difference is huge. Yeah. Yeah. It often treats the problem.
1: Let me about mm. these refined foods. Let me say this in Australia, and mm. I think it's probably pretty true in other developed countries Other cultures, yes. more than half of the food budget goes on those kinds of things food or, or the junk food that factor. don't mm. form the basis of a healthy diet more than half it's not good is it and it, it must have been quite difficult john i think for for we haven't really heard exactly what you told him to do or not to do or well, you've started with the, oh. with the refined foods but it must have been a difficult thing did he find it difficult
2: to he make found changes? it pretty hard. It was challenging for him. Yeah. And in fact, this had been his struggle. He knew some of the things he yeah, should and shouldn't yeah. be doing. But uh, I got several calls from his wife saying, couldn't we just use a little bit of olive oil? Or, <laughs> or you know, and he, he wants <laughs> this and, all, and he wants yeah. that. Yeah. And uh, it's a struggle to make yeah. changes. Isn't oh, it, it is. Isn't
0: and this is what I help people to do, because if I'm asking them to change like he had to, you really need to help them. With it, And I find with change, if you get them not to focus on the whole lot. So don't look at all I have to give up. Let's just focus on one thing and work with that and and what we call chunking it. So when the brain has a chunk, it can deal with it. But when it looks at the bigger picture, and that's what he would have done for years, he would have been thinking about, oh, I've got all these changes and I can't do it. And it was stressing him, so he never did it. You know? And uh, imagine the family. They would have been highly stressed with all that he was going through. John, you mentioned his wife ringing you up and saying he wants some more mm. oil and so on
1: and can we. Now, that's the very interesting thing because I'm getting an idea that she must have been very supportive and, and helping mm. him to stay on track. A bit of oh, accountability there, yes?
2: Very supportive and asking me questions and looking for recipes and... Mm. Uh, and asking about his activity and, and mm. it was a lot going on yeah. there uh, so here's a guy that's circling the drain looking like he's going to die mm. we didn't just take him in baby steps we gave him the whole program at once <laughs> <Just boatloading. laughs> it
0: was yeah. life-threatening what he had was this end yeah. stage and that's when you have to do radical whether yes. what you do or i do that's when you have to really you know push push them to do that
2: Do an intervention.
0: That's right. And I think it's
1: very important to realise at this point that people who have support, like Mm. he was obviously getting, is huge. Huge difference. And they find that a supportive environment is the best predictor of long-term success. So he was a very fortunate person, and I guess Mm. not everybody's going to have that kind of support. In fact, it might be the opposite. It might be people who just think... Well, I have
0: a lot not of, for me yeah. you're on your own i can't i have a I lot of clients who don't have that. that support and a lot of yeah. their problem is they feel so alone and they don't have motivation because mm. there's no one to support them yeah. So when I work with them closely, I, I'm part of their support system and we sort of look at supports because they don't have the social supports at yes. that point. But yes. once they improve a bit, we can look at them getting out and meeting people and, you know, because that's part of health mm. is to mm. have those support systems.
1: Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Mm. Huge. Mm. Um, so a little bit more about his, what he about was
2: his diet. Especially important for somebody who's uh, had end-stage diabetes Mm -hmm. and it's gone to uh, kidney failure is that we want to have them eat foods that don't put more stress on the kidneys. Mm -hmm. Anything that's going to take more time for the kidneys to work with is going to slow them down. So we had him taking away any foods, fried foods, any Mm -hmm. food created through rotting, spoiling, fermenting, aging, like vinegar, Mm -hmm. cheese. Uh, Soy sauce, anything that has any of the taints of rot in it is going to put more work to the kidneys So we had him on a very strict diet And and then exercise was extremely important if you just sit and do nothing your kidneys will slow down and almost stop Mm. Uh, Some patients you put them in the hospital put them in a bed and their kidneys will just (sighs) slow way down And so they give them a a certain drug that will pick them back up again But uh, so we had him doing little activities all day long. You see, if you sit in a chair for a number of hours, you can hardly counteract that by any amount of activity. Mm. The amount you sat doing nothing is very traumatic to your system. Say that
1: again. You're saying if you sit for hours Mm -hmm. doing nothing, it's hard to counteract what happened in that time?
2: That's right. It's not like you could sit all day at a job on a computer and then go run a marathon and fix the fact that you had been sitting there all day
1: that's that's really um, that's serious isn't it mm. because uh you know people who do I'm, I'm thinking of myself I tend to do a lot of that kind of work and um mm, so it's important to get up and move frequently how mm. how frequently should people just in general how frequently should they be not sitting how frequently should they break that uh that sitting
2: well, if you can, it'd be good to get up every 30 minutes. Okay. It's good for the brain, too. Yeah. I mean, after about 30 minutes of sitting there, your brain has gone into sleep waves it slows practically. slows down,
0: yes, and it can't focus and can't concentrate yeah. easily. So you need to get up and get movement going. Yeah, actually, makes a difference.
1: There are, there are there are businesses who have their board meetings standing up and they have the higher tables now. <laughs>
0: what a good idea. Yeah, no, they're actually
1: doing this. Yeah. So it's it's quite but Keep that's that's awful to think. I you know, I can't get away from it. It's awful to think that you can't undo what happened during that time.
2: When you sit there your blood slows down, inflammation builds up, your blood vessels get stiff. You have to counteract that or you're going to end up with an inflammatory disease.
1: Yes. So I guess the essentially thing you did, you were getting him moving more and, and moving frequently. How much water were you getting him to drink?
2: I had him take three liters of water a day. Ooh, okay. One when he got up, okay. one two hours after breakfast and one two hours after lunch so mm-hmm. it wouldn't interfere with his digestion.
1: Okay. And so he's having a whole... Food, plant-based diet—that would probably sum it up. What you're getting into. That eat, would be
2: a very good summary. And, and
1: plenty of activity that's going throughout the day, and uh, what was the other thing?
2: Exercise, Exercise and then drinking and the water.
1: Food and drinking water. That sounds just almost too simple. But Jenny, you're also talking about no. the, the role that stress played and. Um, So I guess his stress levels were improving as he began to feel
0: well and he could see that this was working. But when you're stressed, it's hard to do those things, you see, because the brain is just so focused on the stress that it can't think. It it mobilises the ability for the brain to function. So, but one of the other things in listening to you, John, is um, his ability to give up because I deal a lot with addictions and food is an addiction on that level. Junk food and refined foods are highly addictive. Sugars are highly addictive. Oils are highly That's, addictive. Yeah, and that would have been a struggle for him because he had to very rapidly overcome that. Right? And this is where I find people relapse. Right. But he couldn't afford to relapse. Right. But one of the things you mentioned as a pastor, one of his big strengths would could be his spiritual faith, because they find that people who do have faith. And this is where we, you know, I'm, I'm involved at times with what they call the 12 step program, which is a more spiritually focused mm-hmm. program. Recovery is much quicker, much better and more long term. So for him, maybe that was part of and his family could have been part of the process.
2: Very much so, and they were praying all the way through this. They had the church praying for him.
0: Do you know it's an interesting thing?
1: But most of the prayers that are offered to God are for health, health recovery, make me well. and that's and that's biblical and it's very appropriate. And it would seem as though God wasn't hearing or answering the prayers of this this pastor. But he did because he brought you into his life and you helped him to mm. cooperate with the laws, the natural laws that God has placed in our body. Yes. And so, there's the, you know, the mental aspect, as you talked about, mm. Jenny, the physical, the social support that he was getting from his wife and his church family. And then there's also cooperating with with the laws, mm. because if, if we're it's almost like a tug of war, you've got. One pulling this way, one pulling that way, and if we've got um, the spiritual pulling us in the right direction, and we're tugging hard mm-hmm. with the physical aspect, mm-hmm. it's you're not going anywhere. And so he had to come to that point where he thought. Lord, I really do want to be well. And yes, I've come to the point where I'm going to not fight against basically what's making me sick. So um, they all do work work together. These Mm. things work together. Mm. They impact.
0: They're they're like a beautiful blend. They're not Mm. not all in separate departments. We're a total package. That's right. We're not just an individual brain or a a body. And the brain and the body work well together. And we have a huge Capacity with the brain that is still unexplored. Yeah, you know, science yes. only knows about forty percent of brain function. Technology has speeded oh. it up, and it gives us some wonderful insights. But yeah. it's an un- it's like the unknown frontier. Yeah. So and the brain capacity constantly amazes people mm. because we can go beyond things if we apply our brain. Yes, yeah. and you were talking about how our thoughts uh, impact Absolutely. on us, and you're talking about plasticity just mention a bit about that okay well every thought you have impacts every cell of the body so when i have a thought if i have a negative thought every cell of my body responds but it responds negatively right and then if i have a positive thought it works in reverse and the the whole cell every cell of the body and the brain responds positively and therefore it impacts that negativity or positivity impacts your biochemistry it impacts your hormonal um, capacity, and that means we do ha- we don 't realize how much power we no. have over and that's that brain-body connection. Yes, yeah. yeah. It, it's, it gives us vitality. Mm. And, uh, and they, even things like they find that when someone looks upwards, it uplifts the brain chemistry yeah. in the body. When we oh. look down, which is what depressed people do, <laughs> right, it they actually do. brings the they physiology do. and the brain chemistry Isn't down. that interesting? So
1: how just we sit, fact, how we just, walk. I mean, there again, you've got your body mm. connecting to the brain and, and changing mm. things. Mm. Mm. And then you've got the brain. Yeah. Very, very interesting. And, and I don't think we nearly understand all that goes on in all those interconnections
0: and so on but the good thing is you don't have to feel it you just have to do it just have to do it this person had to do the (laughs) past just do it he had to do it and he was at a point where he would follow your instructions because it was that or die basically he had nothing to lose but in doing that he focused out of himself onto what he was doing Mm. and therefore the stress levels would have come down and he would have had a more positive outlook Yeah. yeah if that makes sense
1: and um, it, I find it, it makes me
0: smile a bit, John, when I think
1: about, you, I think you mentioned when he went back to church and people saw him, they, they weren't expecting <laughs> to see him alive. They yeah. were planning for his funeral.
2: Yeah. What was their
1: reaction when he turned up?
2: First time he came back to church, mm. he hadn't been there in four months. He'd been mm. in this intensive care unit. Yeah. They stirred and clapped they gave they it a stood. standing ovation
1: <laughs> isn't they were that amazing they're waiting, for, they that, waiting that. for the funeral weren't oh they? isn't yeah. that just incredible uh, that they would do and i find that I, I guess i'm thinking of another aspect now you know we pray to god and the answers are que- our prayers. prayer immediately faint <laughs> you know we just sort of think oh well i did ask you for that but um yeah right (laughs) shock a bit hard to believe and look it makes me just um, think of I was running a program once a very intensive one month program four nights a a week for, for four nights four nights a week for four weeks and a gentleman who was an engineer had diabetes and a few other things too so one night just before the program he said oh can I talk to you and I said sure he said well he said I I took my blood sugar this morning and, and it was four. Oh. That re- translates to 72 in yeah. the other way. And um, he said, Well, that can't be right because it's never been four. I mean, he came to the program yeah. to get well, but he said, Well, that it can't be right. Higher, so I he said, I, 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 I pricked the next finger mm. and that was four. And he thought, No, it's never been four. This cannot be right. So he did I, the next finger. <laughs> How many fingers did he All use? 10 fingers. <laughs> and they all came up four. <laughs> and he was shocked. And I said, would you like to tell the group that? There was 100 people in the group. Yeah. And he said, oh, oh, no, no, no. You can if you like, but not me. So I told the group. And they just thought it was hilarious how you ask for these things. And they happen. And it's like, <sighs>
0: Wow, you know, but he had to a lot of other Every finger would have a different well. reading. That <laughs> well, it's <laughs> not amazing. <laughs> but,
1: but, but I was sort of encouraged because he's an engineer, so I thought, well, yeah. if he's building a bridge, he'd be very sure. <laughs> he'd be very sure. So I, I thought that was probably part of yeah. part of his profession to just not, okay. not not sort of assume anything. Yeah, so it, it's a beautiful story, John. It's just beautiful. And, and I just hope that it encourages a lot of people out there who are maybe suffering with diabetes or some of the other diseases that we'll be talking about, mm. Mm. that it can happen. What about, I mean, this is just one story you've told us. I'm sure there are many instances, such instances, that you could tell us about too, and many studies are being done which confirm this, um, the benefits of a plant-based diet
2: definitely and diabetes it's almost like uh, alcoholism you quit mm-hmm. drinking then you can quit being the alcoholic mm-hmm. diabetes is so much a, a lifestyle based disease that if you have it it's almost like an indication that you're yeah. you definitely got some things wrong in your lifestyle especially for type 2 diabetes yes
0: yes so but this uh, is the amazing part it is so easily treated if you do the right thing it's not you know and this is why with what you're doing it's so important because yeah. people can get well very easily and if, quickly yes it and doesn't quickly take forever
1: that's mm. the astounding thing it's it's just so quick uh, amazing i think our bodies are very forgiving just like the one who created them well i don't know whether we've answered all your questions i'm sure we probably haven't but if not you can contact dr john clark or or jennifer on 3abnaustralia.org.au and they will be able to answer your specific questions. And if you'd like to watch our programs on demand, you can download a fact sheet and just visit 3abnaustralia.org.au and click the watch button. And remember, today is the first day of the rest of your life.